Hey y'all, welcome back to the Zeitcast. This is a very special episode of the Zeitcast. So, I am right now in a room at the Holiday Inn Express in Grand Junction, Colorado. We'll say more about that in just a second. Um, and I'm with my dad. This is my dad, Dr. Ron Martin. And I just want to say, I don't know if you know this, Dad, I think that you might be my most requested guest for the Zeitcast. Wow. That's true. No, so many people. I'm thinking of a, uh, Curtis Martin, if you have, I think, uh, shares our last name, has over the years, like, you got to have your dad on the podcast. Some people have to have, uh, had to have you on the podcast. And today, you guys, uh, at the time that we're recording, is actually my dad's 76th birthday. I think that's amazing. So... Happy birthday. We've been celebrating your birthday today. Yeah. That's had a great awesome. meal. We had a great meal. Yeah. Uh, it's been an amazing day and an amazing uh, week. Do you want to say a little bit about more about what we're doing here this week? Well, actually, I serve as an associate world missions representative, and um, we have been doing uh, missions rallies. We've done uh, five in the last five days. Yeah. And I feel it. <laughs> we have yeah five in the last five days, which is uh, which is pretty amazing. Dad is still a, is is still a preaching machine. So uh, basically, this week he asked me to come along and and help a little bit. So I've just been what what am I exactly? Sort of driver. I handle the bags. Bodyguard. What what am I exactly? What am I doing here? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. You you just been everything. <laughs> uh, some would call you an armor bearer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just all kind of titles, but you sure have been a huge help. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> well, like, it's been a special time for father son. It has. It's been really special. Dad still gets around great, and he preaches all the time. But he is having a little trouble with his knee and stuff too. So just. I, I worry about him a little bit when he goes on longer trips. There's like this week because this, this week's been a lot. Like we've been a lot of places, we've yeah, been a lot yeah. of things, and, and been able to come back to an area where I lived and served as an administrative bishop uh, from 1998 to 2002. As yeah. you know, yes, and uh, see a lot of the sites. There's just so much to see out here. And uh, it's just been great. Feels like coming back home. Yes. And we have crammed a lot of life in, y'all. Last night we were driving from Salada to Grand Junction and hit a detour. So we kind of got here like 3 o'clock in the morning, went through side roads to the mountains and snow and wildlife. And it's been, you know, pretty epic. I love that we get to have these kind of adventures. So, um, Really, Dad, I'm thinking like where I where would I even want to begin? So uh, how, how about how about this? We'll go we'll we'll start like really really broad for people who don't know who you are. Uh, who is Ron Martin? Who is Ron Martin? Who is Ron Martin? Yeah, just like it like a two like it in in in, in two ish minutes. Who is Ron Martin? Wow, <laughs> how do I answer that question? Who is Ron Martin? Well. I'm the son of a preacher, yeah, and you're the son of a preacher. Mm -hmm. So we've got three three generations of preachers here. Um, wow, I've, I you you want me to talk about what I've done? Whatever you want, uh, whatever comes to your mind. You know, um, uh, I've had an incredible life. I mm -hmm. tell people uh, if my life were to end today, it's been a great ride. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been an evangelist in my young days. 
I served in administration with the Church of God for 30 years. Um, I have been a pastor, uh, now 10 years uh, working with World Missions, which is a passion of my heart. Mm. Uh, ministry is, is a passion of my life. Uh, I often tell people, um, Paul talks in uh, 1 Corinthians, uh, I think it's 16 and 15, uh, about those who are addicted to the ministry. And I tell people, um, I've got an addiction. I'm addicted to the ministry, and I have to have a fix. So you're, I guess you're you're talking to a druggie today. I'm I'm addicted. <laughs> I really like that riff uh, you that you've used this week, and well, because I mean, of course, at this point in your life, I mean, being 76, you wouldn't. A lot of people would not be out every weekend preaching because I thought it's really important to say. I mean, you're out, you're out doing what you do basically every weekend still. Just like you haven't really weekend. slowed down. Well. I don't have the office hours I had to keep previously. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the the stress yeah. of the administrative roles. Um, I go to an office uh, two afternoons a week. Usually, mm. that pretty much takes care of my office schedule. So, um, I'm, it's a very much more laid back schedule during mm. the week. Um, so I I can rest. Mm. Uh, I tell people my. Uh, my mindset is is more like uh, fifty five, hmm. but my body just does not agree. So I have to get the rest, and we sure haven't gotten any this week. No, we have not. <laughs> we have not got any rest this week. Uh, it is we've been we've been going for it for sure. And I'm just y'all. I'm just again. I'm I'm carrying the bags. I'm driving the car, and I'm and I'm tired. Um, yeah, but you haven't been preaching. No, I haven't been preaching. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I haven't even been preaching. Um, you know, it's interesting fact. Uh, uh, they say, uh, I don't know how they come up with these stats, but they say that uh, to do a 30-minute uh, sermon, uh, the stress on the body is equal to an eight-hour work day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people wouldn't believe that. They don't know that it's all the the adrenaline levels and the, yeah. the, 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 the rise and the, the decrease, like whatever. It's yeah. it's very, that's a real thing. Because yeah. I know it's still, to this day, like it wipes me out. It's interesting, like especially... A lot of what I do, if I'm, so many things will be new, and so if, especially like a new sermon on Sunday means about Wednesday I start to become normal again. You know, it's very, it's just an intense thing. Well, as um, you know, this week you've got to hear the same one for five times. You could, you could preach it by me. You've done really now. great. It's a great sermon. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great sermon. Um, I love that you, because um, I think like you, you talk about that a lot publicly and privately, and I always like I love that you. The things that you say about, because, you know, I think a lot of people as they get a little older, they, you know, you you can't help but start thinking a little more retroactively, and they do that with a lot of regret, and I feel like you always say, from a very genuine place, what you say about, you know, it's, it's been a great ride, if there were no more, like, you know, there's just a lot of, a lot of joy and gratitude for it. Yes, there is. Doesn't mean there hasn't uh, been some hard places. There have been. Yeah. We all have those in life. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's life. Yeah. And uh, what I, the, the point of my life now, um, I'm at the point in my life, uh, I enjoy what I'm doing. Uh, I still have uh, reasonably enough good health. Mm. I don't want to just sit around. Yeah. I, neither do I want to work a 40, 50, or 60 hour work 
week as I have once done. Yeah. But uh, I do want enough to keep me active and and uh, not just uh, sit around and die. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to stay busy. Yeah. Uh, that was what part of what I was going to ask you is what you didn't say to that to, in terms of like, I mean, I, and I love, again, the riff about being addicted to ministry, but why you keep doing what you're doing the way that you that you do it. Yeah. yeah. That's why. Hmm. But again, it's my passion. Yeah. Yeah, you feel that. Uh, you don't, uh, for me, ministry is, is not a profession. It's yeah. a call. Yeah. And uh, you don't ever lose the call. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I felt that like this week, and you joke about doing the same sermon, but through this, like, I mean, I always, I always know that what you do uh, it comes from a place of it's 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 what you deep deeply believe and what you believe in and it doesn't i mean it's never i don't think it's ever been a job for you like you've never thought of it as like kind of a ministry is no, a thing no. that you do it's always been and i do have more sermons yeah i know i know you do i know you do no, <laughs> no it's a great sermon i like it anybody if a comedian goes on tour uh, on, the, on that tour they do the same material this is what you do you've got a and you're raising money for a particular project right now in the ukraine so like the, right. there's a there's a there's a specific reason right now um uh, there's so many things I want to talk about in terms of like your life, like whatever. And I'm happy for this to go wherever it, it want um, that you want it to go or wherever it needs to go. I can tell you this, Dad. Like one of the things, and I feel like I, I would want to, I would want to say this with this preface. I feel like anybody who knows anything about me knows, um, however many people that I that I know, like my circle in terms of my life really revolves around, you know. I mean, Nicole, the kids, you guys, and I have dear, precious friends, people like Joel and Tosh, and a number of people who are watching, uh, you know, and stuff now. But I just feel like, like I'm very, I mean, well, well, for one, I'm an only child, which probably explains a lot of things to people. Yeah, you were spoiled <laughs> wrong. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like I'm an only child, but it's, it's the kind of thing where, I mean, you know, um, even living in Oklahoma and you guys being in North Carolina, you've never, at no point in time have you ever been less a part of my life i don't think about you less on any given day um i think i realize the further i go what a unique thing it is that uh, just well even something as basic as that you guys would you're always you would always be interested in what's happening in my life like i don't oh, think there's ever a time that I would call like you wouldn't want to know what was going on but i don't hear about that like you always frankly, want to frankly we don't hear from you enough <laughs> Which, absolutely, everybody who knows me would say that. And it's funny because I talk to them a lot more than I do anybody else. But, you know, no, and I, but I love to talk. And we do talk about, like, so many things. But I think, you know, one of the things I realize, I guess, the further I go, how unique it is and how different it is for so many people is that, I mean, as, as, I, as I've grown older, old, grown older, as people do and as happens, you know, I, I change in my ways. And so, obviously, like, we're we're not the same on everything and i feel like for so many people you know if they once they develop any sort of differentiation psychologists would use that phrase differentiation with their parents then they don't have a relationship with their parents and at this point it's like it makes it just makes me so sad that so many people like it's kind of like if they don't agree on everything that they can't uh that they can't be close and i feel like i couldn't be closer to you guys than i am uh, or trust you more than I do, but that's not based on that's not based on on needing to think the same way all the time. 
Oh, I disagree with you on a lot of things. <laughs> but it doesn't make me love you or care about you or for you any less. Uh, that's that's just a given. Yeah. Uh, you are my son. You will mm-hmm. always be my son. It doesn't matter what we agree or disagree on. You are my son. Yeah. And I relate that to our Heavenly Father. Hmm. Uh, our Heavenly Father loves us regardless. He has an unconditional love for us. Yeah. And I, I don't understand how families um, can have what what am I what am I looking for? I, I don't have a, I don't understand how families can have uh, such divisiveness. Yeah. Uh, and cut one another off because mm-hmm. they just don't agree. Mm-hmm. That that's just foreign to me. I was not raised in that kind of home. Yeah, um, I, that's just beyond my understanding. Mm. Well, it's interesting because you obviously were raised in, and and certainly generationally more so than I was. What you were raised in was was more conservative, um, was more was more strict. But it's interesting that you felt like. Clearly, you feel like it was also a loving environment, loving oh, while there were a lot absolutely. of rules yes. and more like in your generation there was with mine yes. in the Pentecostal church. Um, yeah, no, I just think that's just one of the things I finally, like, you know, it, 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 I don't know. And I don't even know where I want to go um, from there, but I just feel like it's, it's, I know what a lot of people I feel like are, are desperate for is to feel like they have elders and have relationship with elders but it's like if there if there's not complete ideological agreement, oftentimes feeling like that's not possible. I just that's just not that's just not how our relationship works. I feel like we're yeah. able to talk about a lot of things, and and really for the most part, uh, it doesn't mean there's never difficult conversations. But I like talk about a lot of things. You know, we did late last night up the road, pretty casually, with a lot of laughter and a lot of like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily see it that way, but I see where you're coming from. I hear like I hear you, and like it not be. And not have to have to feel terrible, you know, to, yeah, like, <laughs> to not, to not see everything the same way. That's um, true. So that's just—I mean, it's just that's just a gift I really, I really celebrate about. I'm sorry worship. that you're wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, you go, you go in your way, and I'll go in his. <laughs> But I do like I just um, I feel like that's such a I feel like that's such a uh, a special thing, and I just I, I just especially wish because I know it's not news to anybody. It's a it's a an especially polarized time. I wish more people were able to have that experience of you know being able to know what it is to love and to be loved by people in family or in community without having to necessarily yes. agree about everything. Yes, absolutely. Um. So, what do you? I don't know. Um, so many, so many things I'd love to ask. I want to be sensitive. We have been traveling a lot for the last few days, so we're really tired. So I think our brains are tired and like all that. Um, what What do you kind of? Um, what, so you're like you're seventy six today, and I feel like on every birthday you can't help but be again. Everybody's a little bit reflective about their life and that kind of thing. What kind of stuff has just been run through your mind about even as you're turning seventy six? What do you what do you think about it? You know, in terms of the journey you've had, things that you 
that feel, that feel good or things that you, or, or if they're regrets or whatever like what what are you feeling today on your birthday well again you're asking me while I'm very tired right <laughs> um, I do tell people that uh, the older I get the more reflective yeah. I become um, and I do have a lot of fond memories hmm I have a lot of fond memories of the way I was raised. Yeah. Yes, I, I was raised in a very conservative home, but I was raised in a very loving home. Uh, loving parents and raised to love God and to love people. Um, of course, I was raised as a PK, a preacher's kid. Yeah. There are some unfortunate uh, cases where those who were raised as a pastor's child um, had very bad experiences and uh, it uh, greatly adversely affected them. It did not adversely affect me. I, mm. I had a good experience. Mm. Doesn't mean everything was great or perfect, but uh, it was good. Uh, as I uh, mentioned or alluded to earlier, uh, all of my years of ministry, yeah, there have been some difficult places. Mm. But as I look back over the years, um, I see things that I went through. And uh, at the time, they were very difficult. And I wondered and would even question God. You know, it's okay to question God. Mm. And I would question God, why am I having to go through this? Mm -hmm. I didn't understand why I was having to go through it. But now as I look back over my life, I understand why I went through a lot of things. It was preparing me for things that I would have to deal with later in life. Mm. And um, I think that's a great deal of what our life is, hmm. if we allow it to be. Yeah. is a learning experience that uh, helps prepare us to grow hmm. and um, be able to handle things later on, mature, yeah. and be strong later in life. And also in ministry, uh, things I have experienced and gone through uh, has helped me to be able to help other people mm. that have uh, experienced similar things. Mm -hmm. So uh, there is just so much that I have experienced that I look back on it and yes, I didn't understand it at the time, but yeah. it was good for me. Yeah. So mm. uh, we need to, you know, something I came across some time ago um, that I really like is you can't have a testimony without without a test. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to have the test in life. Yeah. Um, if you're going to have a testimony. Yeah. 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 No, I can see that. How would so, you say? Go. Oh, sorry. No. No. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you uh, when you're in those more reflective moments about like your own journey. How would you say? How would you say you've changed the most? As I have grown older, um, I choose to think and believe. Uh, naturally, you do become more mature. 
Um, and um, I, um, I think that I have um, develop, developed a, a, a broader perspective hmm. on life. Hmm. And um, I have um, I have come to. It doesn't mean that again I agree. Um, just like between me and you, that I agree with things, but I have become more accepting to say, well. Uh, that's just the way it is. Hmm. And I, I have to live with that mm -hmm. rather than to throw up a wall. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, if, if, if I could, if I could give this as an observation there, I see you frequently. I feel like you, I feel like you choose to be, you decide to be an encourager most of the time, which I think is interesting because I feel like that is, um, I think that, I mean, I'm, only 44, so I'm not nearly as far along, but I feel like that's, that is something that I come to see is like this whole, this idea that, you know, there are a lot of, th there's so many things about other people, about the world, you, you actually can't change. There's simply not up to you. And so what I see you so often doing is I feel like you adopt a posture of encouraging people where you can and it, in a very fatherly way, not just to me. I feel like it's like, that's more, it's, a, it's more of a fatherly posture, like ministry, like whatever to life. Yeah, uh, like like doing that so more so from a place of encouragement than a place of, you know. Well, you can't live people's lives. Yeah. So, the best you can do is try to counsel them, hmm. encourage them, uh, support them in every way that you can, um, and uh, be there for them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, be merciful. Hmm. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Well, um, yeah, I love that. And I just, I don't know, I just see you, I, I see you choosing that posture a lot in a way that, I, that it's very, that's very encouraging to me, that's really helpful to me. Almost in a way that it seems like the the older you get, the more of that way you want to become. And I feel, like, and you even make jokes about it sometimes, like like that you don't that you don't want to be a grumpy old man, that you don't want to be like whatever. Like you're kind but of Linda, like, your mother says <laughs> you're already a grumpy old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you, but you but you consistently you definitely you consistently try not to be, and I like uh, and uh, and I appreciate that. Um, it's. Well, maybe, okay, before I say anything more about that, I'll ask the, the other question in terms of asking. I love that, by the way. I don't know what you'd say in terms of how you change the most. Um, what would you do differently about the road thus far? Like, what, big picture-wise, is there anything in particular you think, like, you wish you'd have done differently? I guess um, in my earlier days, I would have been less judge, judgmental, hmm. uh, less critical. Hmm. I don't know that I ever was majorly that way, yeah. but again, uh, and it sort of goes back to the question you just asked me, uh, I think in, as I have grown older, I've more mellowed out. Hmm. 
uh, and I have seen people, I've known people, uh, the older they get, they, they just become mean. Yeah. Grouches. Yeah. It's no wonder nobody likes them. Mm. I, I am a people person. Yeah. I like people. Sure. And I want to be around people. Yeah. Um, and if you want to be around people and want people to like you, you're going to have to like people. Mm-hmm. I don't that I don't know whether that really answers your question. It does. Actually, no, I hear what but, you're saying. And, and 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 also, I feel like it's sort of um, it's an interesting answer to me because I feel like on the one hand, you're saying in your younger years, you would wish maybe you were a little less judgmental, a little more open, like whatever. But at the same time, also it also seems like that's what years do to you though is if you, you allow more, it. if you allow it you know it was that, which is what I would say a lot of not everybody allows it that's a lot true. of people get older and don't and don't you know Richard Rohr has that wonderful language of first second half of life like I think a lot of people get older but don't get to that second half kind of maturity where it is more where they become more like fathers it's like they're kind of all they, they stay locked in kind of that first half mentality um so yeah so it's like it's like you had you kind of have to let people's stories because that's what I always seemed like with you is you've all, you're always genuinely interested in people. One of the things I've loved most about how you do ministry, and I this is really true. My dad being a, a bishop, language used to be overseer in the Church of God, like whatever. Uh, I've always observed that okay, like you're you're not more, and this 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 really uh, has left a mark on me. Like you were never more attentive to you wouldn't be more attentive to a pastor with several thousand people than a pastor has 12 people. That's not who you are. Like you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be more concerned about that person's life than the other. That's true. You are equally invested with. That's true. I always felt like as a pastor of a local church or as an administrative bishop serving over pastors that I had an obligation to serve all of them yeah. equally yeah. the same. Yeah. There, there's no big eyes and little use. Mm. That's mm. always been extremely important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I just I just see that in terms of like the way you interact with people, and generally even out of the pulpit, is just genuinely being interested in people's lives and their stories. Like you never meet anybody, you never meet anybody you're not interested in. <laughs> if you want to have a conversation with my dad, I promise you it's easy to do <laughs> because you'd be interested, you know. And I think that that those are the th- I feel like a lot of those things are just very um, those are things that are very hardwired at me. Like it kind of it doesn't matter what's. Um, that, that that's something I feel like it's like almost like in my DNA to, you know, of course I'm going to be the last one in most rooms I'm going to be in because anybody who needs to talk, I'm going to want to talk to because that's just kind of, you know, I feel like that's what's been modeled to me. Like if somebody feels like they need help or they feel like they need somebody, you know, to care for them in some way, then, you know, that's what you do. Well, I also had the, I had the privilege of, of growing up under a father, a minister, that was the same. Yeah, he was yeah. a people person. Mm. He cared about everybody. Yeah, uh, my dad would give you the shirt off of his back. Yeah, I've seen him help people and reach out to people that were very unusual people, mm-hmm. very poor people, mm-hmm. and treat them all the same as anybody else. Yeah, yeah. And so that was modeled to me. Mm. And as I said, he was a very people-oriented person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what my grandpa died when I was well, the month I turned three. So I didn't know him well, but that's what I know of him. Mm-hmm. That's that's who he was. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, it's kind of. I feel like it's. I, it's funny to say anything 
commenting on our relationship like that it would be interesting, but I do think part of what is interesting about it for people is that, you know, that this um, is that this goes both ways, you know, because like so, uh, especially for people, because as you know, a lot of the people that I know and love have been in some level of the journey where they're disillusioned with the church, hurt by the church, have some kind of experience of whatever to where then they kind of don't know what to do with uh, with with any of it. So I think in the same way that like some people like it's it would be unique to them, like your posture as a dad, pastor, like whatever that to be open in the ways that you are in difference and all that, you know, that that kind of goes the other way too. like because like, for example, I feel like as I get older, uh, I feel like I'm only more grateful and thankful for where I come from, you know, in all the ways that that you guys are in me. And um, there's this wonderful phrase I use sometimes that we, we've talked about in the podcast before of kind of like, you know, transcend and include. It's kind of like, you know, hey, maybe maybe there are some other things that I've picked up that have become important to me that weren't entirely in my Pentecostal heritage, you know, the sacramental thing, like whatever, like there's some other things I picked up, but, but I never feel like I've left any of that behind or, or, or even have like a desire to replace it. In some ways, I kind of feel like the further I go, all the good things that I've received there only become more important to me, you know? So I feel like a lot of people, if, and I, you know, and I'm not speaking judgmental of that, but if they have had a negative experience or something, have this sense of like, you know, well, then all of a sudden the whole thing becomes negative to them in some way, which has not been my, this, you know, my sense of any of it at all is that it's kind of like, well, you know, they're like, there's some things, some things I've carried with me, some things I probably don't carry quite the same way, but I always, but I really honor where I come from and honor, oh, she you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, so, and again, I'm not saying that what like the way to what mandate what other people should do, but I just think, but, and cause I get, you know, that I feel like when you have a relationship like ours, where there is love and there's care and mutuality and all those kinds of things, then obviously that's a lot easier to do because <laughs> I was never cut off or kicked out or whatever. And I'm trying to make it sound like that. You know, I don't ever feel like anybody's ever like, I've never felt run off by anybody from doing anything that I was doing. You know, I'm kind of like, you know, sometimes I felt like. I've been supposed to go into uh, into other spaces. It's it's very interesting, you know, because like I kind of I I feel like you know you, you know what I've known of you all of your life, you know the way the the, the way you pray at the end of the night, the way I know you take seriously prayer and the voice of God and being led by the Spirit and all these kinds of things, you know I just all of that is as valuable to me as it's ever been. I feel like sometimes it looks it looks somewhat different, but I like those values are like just as deep in me that as ever, you know, that God speaks and I want to know what God's saying. And I want to be in tune with that and want to, I don't know. So I just, it's just interesting. Like the, the ways that, uh, I don't, I, again, I'm sure we are tired, but the continuity and discontinuity of like, you know, Hey, like the expression may be different, but I feel like learn being in and around people who taught me how to listen to the spirit it's like that's everything to me like i feel like that's if someone asked me who's jonathan martin i mean like that's where i'd almost have to start it's like well i grew up in a place where the whole thing was for everybody was listening to the spirit and following the spirit and that i still feel like it's like that's like ground zero for me mm -hmm. so yeah um well, I'm just, I'm glad that, I'm glad that we're here. I'm glad that we get to have a week like this. When I tell you, it's been, it really has been, it's such, 
it's authentically been joy. It's been a joy for me, like getting to just help you in practical logistical ways, just do ministry stuff for a week. And like, it's like, it's really fun. Like I really love doing it. Well, it's really, it's, it's, it's just, it's just been a great father son week. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we'll ever have an opportunity quite like this again or not. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's been an experience I'll I'll never forget and will always cherish. Yeah, yeah. Same for me. And we've been some we've done some cool things before. I mean, we've been to we've been to Kenya. We've been to Lebanon. We've been to uh, we've been to the West Bank. We've done all these kinds of things. But I, I I am very mindful when these the you know the rare occasions th- this kind of opportunity comes up. I don't know how how often that will. That we'll get to do it, but you know that's an interesting thing too. Uh, like for me, because I feel like um, I know that there's a thing that I'm supposed to do, and I'm trying to do it as best as I know how. But it's very, you know, it's very comfortable for me, like to just sort of, I don't know how to put it, like I'm just, it's never, I've never been the person who, like, I'm kind of sitting out during. A sermon think about what I would be doing if I were if I were giving the sermon it's very it's very comfortable for me to be in the support role like hey like I'm out I'm out here helping my dad like I really like I that that really I really do love that uh just the kind of no like I'm here to to, to support what you're doing and I feel like you've on some of the trips we've got to do before, you've been, you know, you supported me in things that I'm doing. And so, I don't know. I just think that's a really beautiful gift to just be able to go and just kind of... Oh, I love it. And, uh, you know, none of us, regardless of of what our age, we never know how much more time we have. That's true. But the older you get, you become even more conscious of the fact uh, you don't know how much more time you have. Yeah, that's right. So... um, Again, I value this, I think, more than ever before. Yeah, yeah. And I do, I do too. I do too. And it's kind of like, it's sort of, uh, I never, like, it's never going to be a, um, it would never be a slight to me. I don't mind rolling up anywhere where I'm just sort of like, oh, like Ron Martin's son. Like, I don't, I, like, I don't need to, like, it's, that's totally, that's completely fine. <laughs> like, sort of the, the anonymity of kind of being able to come into a space and just sort of like, you know, like, like <laughs> well, good. Oh. I love it. I love you, Dad. I love you, Jonathan. <laughs> you're, you're Jonathan means gift of the Lord. Mm. And your middle name, Arnold, of course, named for my brother that died the year before I was born. Mm. Arnold means strong as an eagle. And mm. you fit both of those. Gift of the Lord, strong as an eagle. I love that, Dad. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. Uh, Thanks for hanging around. And I hope that uh, if you don't have that sort of Father's blessing in your life, I hope you feel uh, a little bit of that today. Uh, Thanks, as always, for those of you who support on Patreon. It means the world. Liking, subscribing, sharing, all that uh, helps so much. So appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you real soon.